0: Truth Jihad Radio has been trucking along since 2006. Please help us keep on trucking. Go to truthjihad.com and click on the subscribe at substack button.
1: Yeah. The key thing is don't be inhaling, don't be ingesting. Stay inside, don't drink, or eat anything. These, These are, are important question I understand that. Highest moment the last eight years. the last eight years
2: well I think the, the most important the most compelling was uh, was 9/11 itself
0: welcome this is the live version of truth jihad radio I'm Kevin Barrett Waging the truth jihad by way of the internet radio airwaves since 2006. If you want to support this show and get early access to everything I do, go to truthjihad.com and click on the subscribe at Substack link. There's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the world right now, and two flashpoints are Ottawa and Ukraine. And that's what we're talking about tonight. In the second hour, Ken Meyercard comes on to talk about the Ukraine and all of these false flag warnings. Suddenly, it's the American government that's issuing high urgency false flag alerts. It's those NASA Russians who are going to do a false flag, they tell us. Wait a minute. I mean, I've been part of the alternative media, and we've been putting out false flag alerts for 20 years, and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But now the mainstream's stealing our stuff. Joe Biden stealing our stuff, and they're trying to blame the Russians. only those nasty Russians who ever do false flags, of course. So I'll talk about that with Ken Meyercourt in the second hour. And in the first hour, we're going to Ottawa. Well, we're not actually going to Ottawa, although I wouldn't mind jumping in a truck and heading for Ottawa myself. Well, uh, It's probably even colder up there than where I am here in the wilds of western Wisconsin. Anyway, I'm going to talk to two of my activist trucker friends these guys are basically activists and intellectuals and thinkers and people who are weighing in on the crucial issues of the day and they happen to make their livings as long-haul truck drivers which is actually a pretty good way to do it if you are an activist in fact uh, one of my guests here actually tried to talk me into becoming a trucker too Uh, so those guests are Rashid Daoud and Martin Hill uh, two friends of mine and they both have very interesting takes on all sorts of things, including the possibility that truckers could be the revolution. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do we want a revolution? Uh What kind of uh, revolution will this be if the convoy hits south of the border? Uh, it's a very, very interesting moment to contemplate these things. So let's welcome uh Rashid and Martin. So, hey, uh, hi, Rashid. Salam. Are you there? Yes,
2: brother. Uh, salam.
0: Welcome, Osama, Rashid. Good to, good our to our have tour. you. And Martin, you. Martin, uh calling Martin. 104, good buddy. You there? Hey
2: Kevin. Hey okay. Rashid. Nice to meet you. All right. Sure,
1: yes, nice to meet you. Uh, might
2: meet you too, uh, Martin. Uh, we we the wheel burners, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both both of you guys have actually uh, come through my property with uh well, more or less trucks. I guess Martin Martin had the full rig last time he came through here. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's, and, quite,
1: that's quite a story kevin i mean it's quite a story i'll, I'll never forget it
0: <laughs> yeah 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 you came through here uh last uh was it last spring or something and uh last
1: summer yeah last summer we went yeah to see uh it was a uh, such a pleasure to meet you and your wife and family in uh in wisconsin and and what a spread you have there and uh my wife and I had went to see uh to meet Father uh, James Altman, who's a wonderful uh, Catholic priest, anti vax anti mask, really a good person. And he was out of town, so in the meanwhile we, we went to meet Kevin and can I just tell the really quick story, Kevin, of what happened when we were on your yard?
0: Yeah, yeah. For a minute it looked it, like Allah didn't want you to to go uh, meet <laughs> meet the the priest. I think he wanted you to stay with me and and, and bow down and pray this a lot.
1: <laughs> well my my wife and I you know we visited Kevin and his wife and and so on, and we spent the night you know in a, in our truck after the visit and here it was like five a m and we had to get to lacrosse for eight thirty mass and it was about what almost three hours and I started to leave, and there's a giant tree that literally had fallen in the night a giant giant tree had fallen and blocked. Uh, this very long driveway of Kevin's, and then we there we were, like you said it was it was amazing, and then I felt really guilty because I had to go wake Kevin up at five a m <laughs> and he is like a total renaissance man i i, I was impressed kevin he had the uh, chainsaw and the and the tools, and in five minutes he just whipped that thing and destroyed this tree. It was quite amazing, quite amazing i'll never forget it here you're, you're very you're you're very well rounded. That's all I could say. Yeah, well, I couldn't amazing.
0: convince you to stay and uh, convert to Islam, so I had to chop out that chop up that tree and let you out of my driveway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. And we well, made,
1: we made it just in time, just in time to match. So you did you did great, Kevin.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was fun. And uh, yeah, Rashid, uh, Rashid, you're a legendary uh, driver, at least in these parts. You know, you've come to events I've organized here in Wisconsin, all the way from Detroit. And you know, like driving, you know, all day to get to the event. And sometimes you turn around and go all night to drive back. Um, you know, if, if I could drive like that, I mean, I, I would definitely take Martin's advice and, and become a trucker myself.
2: Well, yes, but you may get, you may still get your chance, bro. I mean, it's, um, and I'm sure uh, Martin will concur with me. Um, it's kind of the secret to the long haul. Is you know you can't be eating all that garbage at truck stops, and you kind of got to, especially at night, man. You you know because uh, you, if you eat that heavy food, you're going to get sleepy. And uh so I just have some different concoctions, you know, some ginger uh tea type stuff, you know. And, yeah, uh, and you keep yeah, yourself it's, in it's, good it's, shape
0: it's, too, Rashi. You know. Uh,
2: well, well, inshallah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we we were doing some yoga. at the times we, in, Barrett,
2: the times <laughs> we in, uh, these are serious <laughs> times, brother. It's no time uh, to be slipping, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well. since you were here and, you know, you had me and my sons doing those full-body deep squats with you, uh, I've actually been <laughs> doing those, and I can actually get down there and squat on my heels again like I could when I was a kid, thanks to you.
2: So. Oh, alhamdulillah, well, man. That's great, man. I, you know, actually, that's something I picked up uh, actually trucking in Asia. I, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, had some, you know, it's called Chinese wall squatting. And it's basically, you know, it's part of some Tai Chi type stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's all it's all good, brother. We got to, especially the older we get. And, you know, I mean, truckers, I mean, we don't exercise enough. I mean, you know, you're just driving all the time. And, I mean, you know, and just it doesn't take long before you, uh, it's like Bruce Lee said, you know, it's, it's really difficult to get in good condition. But it only takes really a, less than four or five days, you know, to get out of shape. Uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Okay, so, so it, you know, speaking of of the kind of, you know, the, the physical demands of trucking, these guys in Ottawa are in a situation now where the government would kind of like to starve them out. You know, they, they want them to all go home and preferably in the most humiliating way possible. And so there's a logistical issue there. And you know these guys have to be thinking about not only just staying in physical shape, but staying you know physically alive, you know warm, uh, keep the fuel going, and you know have enough fuel in the truck to keep the heat on, and find food. And of course, the media is having a field day trying to attack them by saying, well, they're you know attending to their physical needs in the wrong places, and and they're you know they're they're you know go, going to the homeless soup kitchens and chasing the homeless away and eating up all their soup and this sort of thing, you know anything that the media can find to attack them. But mostly, it looks like it's going pretty well so far. Martin, you were worried, though, that these logistics could be a weak point.
1: Uh, I was concerned because in the past few weeks, for example, I was in Missouri uh, about two weeks ago. It was eight degrees. Now, I'm from Los Angeles originally, and it's quite quite amazing. Rashid, I don't know where you're where you from originally. Uh,
2: the Motor City, Detroit. Oh, okay. So, and, so he, well, yeah, he was I, used uh, to cold weather. I, yeah. went, I went to um, and I and I was truly blessed. I'll say, coming up in the '60s, I went through 12 years of Catholic school. Went to an all boys Catholic school. Okay. And I was just, I mean, I it's uh, yeah. why I am the man the man I am today, you know? And a matter of yeah. fact, I just, I'd like to I'd like to send out uh, a prayer uh, to my Principal Father Elmer, he passed uh, back, I guess,
1: back in December or something. Uh, oh, that's very nice. They yeah, teach you discipline, Elmer, don't yeah. they? You're, you're not going to get through uh, Catholic boy school without a lot of discipline. I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Absolute. It was great. Right. And, um, well,
1: right. So, so Kevin, I was saying, I was in Missouri last week, and it was eight degrees Fahrenheit. Now, to me, that's totally. Cuckoo bird. I mean, that's totally insane. Very scary. Uh, And then Chicago the other day, it was 13 at one point, 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I'll tell you, today, just today, Kevin, the 4th of February, Ottawa City has issued uh, a frostbite alert, a frostbite warning for tonight through tomorrow. Now, the police chief, he's an interesting character. His name is Peter Slowly and he's a former soccer player he's the police chief of uh, Ottawa police services and honestly I'll, I'll be honest i've been watching their press conferences every day just because i find it interesting i like to know what's going on and he seems i don't i don't want this to sound the wrong way but he seems pretty reasonable this guy, Peter Slowly, he, he always said from the start, we're not going to use the military. It's a very bad idea. Military are soldiers. They're not policemen. They, they have a totally different mindset. So to me, as, as a kind of libertarian uh, you know, constitution guy, he, he seems honestly like not a bad guy, I'll be honest. He seems reasonable for the position that he's in. Yeah, he's a police chief. He's with the government. But to me, he, another thing he said was he's not going to interfere with the fueling of these trucks Last week he said that because I I watch all these things, but today a reporter, you know, they're attacking attacking him. He's claiming he's getting death threats, and his own city hates him now because he's not dropping the hammer on these truckers. And today he said he's not going to facilitate the fueling. So you have a frostbite warning when it's, what, I think five degrees, I think they said it's going to be tonight in Ottawa. You would die very quickly. As a matter of fact, their own website, Kevin, I'll send it to you. It's in my article, actually. Their own Ottawa City website says you would die in 10 minutes, basically, if you're exposed to this weather. So why are they not facilitating? Does that not go against the so-called Canadian Charter of Rights or whatever it's called? I mean, I think they should absolutely let the fuel trucks in, which they're not doing. So as far as I'm concerned, that's a crime against humanity right there. So they shouldn't have to have volunteers in pulling wagons, Kevin, if you watch the live stream, they have volunteers pulling wagons through the freezing, freezing cold for who knows how many miles. It's so uh, offensive. So that's a crime in itself, I actually, now that I think about it. So this, this slowly guy, he should have stuck to his original guns and allowed the fuel trucks to fuel these people because uh, I looked it up the other day, and, and uh, basically one gallon per hour, okay, but now you don't have to have your your engine on 24 hours to stay warm. However, they've been there a week already, so I think they should allow the, the fuel. Wouldn't you not agree? Uh, would you not agree with me? Oh, okay.
2: oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Martin. You know, and that's something I wanted to ask you because uh, I was concerned also that the powers that be. 'Cause isn't it like in like in California, some uh that they got like these idling laws that you can't like no, idle, yeah. idle your mo- now, I
1: thought
2: yeah. I think they were gonna you do something like that where you can't idle your truck uh you know, for so many minutes or something in a you know yeah. um a public area. <laughs> yeah. Um but that that's uh, goes uh, way beyond the um uh the like you said, the human need here. I mean this uh, Yeah, Yes, yeah. Uh, but I, let, let me just say this, man, when I first heard about these Canadians and then I saw these folks, now, I mean, basically I grew up, I mean, Detroit, that's basically Canada, you know, this is yeah. a you know, hockey town, occupied Canada. Hell, we, you know, yeah, we play hot, you know, we got Negroes play hockey here, you know, I mean, we, you know, I used to, you know, uh, run the water thing out in the backyard and have an ice rink out in the backyard, man, and play, you know, and play hockey and stuff, you know? So, I mean, our thing with the Canadians... But I just got so much respect, man. Then people come out in that cold weather like that. It, it just brought oh, yeah. to mind, like, it, it brought to mind, uh, and they better leave these people alone. I know, Dr. Barrett, you're going to deal with this in the next hour. Hey, look, man, if Hitler, Napoleon, see, when I've seen them, canal, I said, man, they, they, they're tough like the Russians. Uh, the Russians, man, it's like the Japanese, man. These are some tough people, man. You better leave them alone. You don't you don't start a war
0: with Russia in the middle of winter. I mean Napoleon and Hitler
1: went that the hard
2: way. Well I don't think any I don't think even in the summer you want to mess with those people, but <laughs> probably not. But I mean it's just um I don't know, man. The, the 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 propaganda is really uh I mean these are some dark forces. And I'm gonna have to quote Tom Petty. Uh he he's something about him, you know, he got something about a uh him being uh Tutored by a Louisiana trucker, right? which basically is kind of well, I got a family of Mississippi truckers, right, and it's still down there. So you don't want to stir that pot. You don't want to stir that pot, bro. Would you agree with me, Martin? I mean, you don't want to get these truck—I'm saying you, worldwide—you don't want to get these truckers uh, agitated, um, right? Because you're asking right. you're really—you're you're really asking for. I mean, these are not people that are going to like you. Send you send the. Um, the bully boys in there, I don't care, if a million, whatever. No, man, you're going to start something you may not really be
1: able to finish. Absolutely, absolutely. It's very interesting. Uh, it's very interesting. I was kind of leery at first because, you know, the nature of government and the nature of standoffs, which I referred to a couple of days ago, we have the, a lot of famous standoffs, and they, they never seem to end well for for the people in the United States. Uh, but this, I, I'm kind of surprised to uh, I'm kind of surprised that the way this has gone, honestly, uh, kind of impressed is the word because it seems to have some kind of d- divine uh, assistance, uh, I think, because um, right now you have some videos uh, of allegedly RCMP who are getting aggressive. However, at the same time, uh, the police chiefs of Ottawa, the one I referred to, Peter, uh, slowly He has said repeatedly, even today, that the RCMP has no jurisdiction. So you're having conflicting messages. I don't know if it's false messaging or what it is, but Slowly is in charge of this jurisdiction. Um, He had a press conference uh, this morning, and he said they're going to – one interesting thing he said was they're going to prosecute donors to the protesters. Now, I I included that in in my article. I sent you, Kevin. Slowly said literally – He's he's going to prosecute donors. So, so if only, you give
0: a dollar on GoFundMe, uh, their, their RCMP well, is going to, Dudley Do-Right is going to land his helicopter in your backyard and grab you.
1: <laughs> Another thing that happened just today, Kevin, just I don't know if you know this, uh, the GoFundMe, you know, they said it's been in the air for a few days and they're trying to work out the details. Well, GoFundMe, if you go right now to the link, which is in the article, it says, they have ceased the account they have disabled the account and it is no longer on their platform and they're going to they're telling people to have like about a week or so to get refunds this they distributed a million of the 10 okay but there's 9 million remaining and gofundme has officially declared we're done they're not getting a penny of this and it's going to either go to the charities that they choose or it's going back to the donors so that's just within the past hour that they've declared that on yeah, that's on that gofundme
0: a couple years ago. That's what I call, really? I call it. Go go F me. Uh, I mean, those people. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah, well, They, they stole would, a thousand, they, over $1,000 of my money. Really? Did, what, did they
1: give refunds to the people? Yeah, or, I think they refunded what? the people. Okay. So, yeah, I hope well, I think most most people, Kevin, know that it was kind of a dumb idea to use GoFundMe. Everybody should know by now that they're just a rotten organization. Uh, a better one is that it's called Give, Send, Go. No, I think they're a Christian group, but I, I think you could still, I think you could get in there, Kevin. And and I, I don't know I don't know what they're
0: well, a the fundraiser. It's uh, you know, fund, oh, okay. RACR. Okay. They, they've they've tolerated me and actually helped me. So oh okay. You probably shouldn't say okay. that because the bad guys listening to the show are maybe going to go. Yeah, leave yeah.
1: Them now. Right. So unfortunately, this ten million dollars that was that was donated to these truckers is not going to go to the truckers. So, I guess if people can donate, they have to come up with a more confident donation system and and get it going again, I guess, you know? But anyway, that's
0: a a total violation of people's right to protest. You know, why can't nonviolent protesters raise money to fund their protests? Uh, It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. We've seen, and it's just exactly, it underlines the point that these truckers are making, right? This is the freedom convoy, and they're saying freedom is under attack. If we don't stand up for freedom now, we're going to lose our freedom forever. As these Vax passports come in, these digital passports, which are going to be used for everything, they will lock you down and prevent you from going to the grocery store. For goodness' sake, right? It's 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 like the Chinese social credit system on steroids, and we're we're gonna have no place to hide. I mean, they're already tracking every keystroke we make. They're, they've got spy satellites that can see so much. You know, we're already living in this Orwellian system, and it's just about reached the point that it's never gonna get go back. And so it is time for some kind of revolution or major revolutionary style change. Uh, and the GoFundMe doing, you know, just freezing their money and violating their right to peacefully protest. The media, uh, you know, cut, cutting them off, misrepresenting them, people being deplatformed everywhere. There's the assault on the freedom of the press. Uh, the free, the internet freedom is just about dead now after we had a very free internet right up until about 2014. And now that's just about dead. So their point is is a very good one and the more the uh, powers that be crack down on them the more they just underline that this freedom convoy uh, is telling it the way it is and that we should be supporting it
2: yep yes hey, uh, martin I, I wanted to ask you um, now you, you're you're based in uh, la uh or yes in northern california yes well listen i was just out there uh, last spring all right and i went down to uh um, you know down to huntington beach long beach yeah and i was shocked by it, at all them uh uh container ships sitting out there you know mm-hmm. and um now let me ask you a question I, I mean have you ever okay now i've had my own rig i mean for a decade right i mean i've got you know a variety of trailers and whatnot um but i've also done the uh containers you know the intermodal uh yes I worked I worked the Long Beach Port uh back in the oh, really? oh, Wow man. I, yeah, I I worked I worked worked Long Beach Port, you know, actually a couple of years there. And There's. um Sir? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so so um you know, back then it didn't matter what the age of your truck was, okay? Um and you know how man, I I remember there was there was this one guy, this black guy, um he had a 1947. <laughs> you know, and he, used to, and he uh, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't take it on the freeway. He would go mm-hmm. straight, he would leave the port, you know, straight down Alameda Street, you know, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, just, I guess back in the 30s or 40s, and he would go to his delivery thing by the streets, right?
1: Wow. Now, I was told,
2: I was, and I was told when I was out there, that the port of Long Beach has passed some kind of, that your truck can't be more than five years old or you, or you can't go in there. Mm-hmm. That's one question. I mean, that, that, that's madness. Why would you, you know, that's crazy, especially in a place like California, a bunch of old trucks. Hell, you know, my truck, I got a 95. It's got over 2 million miles on it. I've never missed the 95 freight line. I've never missed a load.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, hmm.
2: my question, my question to you, bro, Martin, is, wouldn't it make logical sense to me? Because they're saying that those containers have been out there for months. Why? why don't they just go down the Panama Canal and come up to Houston? You feel, mm-hmm. I mean, or New Orleans, or uh, Mobile. Uh, I don't get it. You know, why are they going to sit out there? I, I mean, I'm just – I'm just like, to me, this is like not, not happening by accident.
1: Right, right.
2: On me? I mean? And on the logistics, I mean, does that make sense to you? I mean, why don't they just – if y'all waiting for months to get unloaded, man, I know they ain't no wait like that in Houston.
1: Yeah, that's totally crazy. That would be a better option. Even the governor of Florida, I know, has invited him down. That's quite a quite a ways around. But if LA is so so messed up, I actually did meet a, a gentleman uh, a few months ago. Uh, I met him at a, a taco place, and he didn't have a mask on, and I kind of struck up a conversation. Turns out he's a truck. I'm gonna have to actually, Kevin. I should get your number to this guy because i don't really know anything about the long beach port i've never worked uh, the port or the docks or anything I, I never worked local so but this guy he he works there now and i was kind of trying to learn more about it i don't really know anything about it although i do know california has a lot of crazy emission standards and you know the age of the trucks, and also in addition they have a lot of restrictions on independent contractors almost no companies no big trucking company is going to contract to somebody who lives in California, okay, it's because of – you remember the thing about Uber and so on. They're just totally anti-business. They don't like gig workers at all. They think everybody should be a communist uh, employee slave, and they're just uh, disgusting. So there's a lot of reasons. Uh, those two, the one you mentioned, you know, the emission standards and also the independent contractors, and that cuts out a large portion of these guys that could work at the docks, you know. So it looks like it is by design. They're just a bunch of, just a bunch of disgusting communists, and they're just lo- lunatics.
0: And, and that sort of raises a question, you know, Rashid. You're, you're suggesting that you know maybe somebody's deliberately trying to create a supply chain disruption. And so it looks like there could be people on the sort of great reset New World Order side of things that have deliberately disrupted supply chains and created this huge uh, shock and the Naomi Klein shock doctrine style to try to change society the way they want to. And then meanwhile, the the, uh, Truckers Freedom Convoy is also uh, toying with the idea of uh, blocking uh, ports of entry. They've actually done that. They've blocked some ports of entry to the USA because of these r- restrictions on the unvaccinated truckers uh, coming into Canada. So both sides actually ha- may be messing with the supply chain. And I guess if, if both sides are going after the supply chain, maybe <laughs> the economy might not be in such good shape before too long.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's true. Um, you know, pretty much everything uh, moves by a truck um and it's um i don't know man it's, it seems almost kind of diabolical you know i, I just i, I just kind of wonder uh you know what's going on i mean it's, now i'm here in detroit now and i you know there's a lot of railroads around here you can just see i mean it's real slow you know the, all the containers i mean you can tell there's hardly any trucks you know lined up going in and out of the uh the major railroads and stuff so um um but all that, I hope the, I hope the Canadian truckers and, you know, just stick with it, man. Don't give up, you know, and, and if, um, because there's going to be other strategies, you know, I think these guys are talking about even, um, what they call it, Martin, a slow roll, you know, you get a bunch of, I mean, yeah. just, just shut it down, man. I mean, it, it's yeah. got to, it, it's got to go back to really, uh, like 1930s, you know, uh, type, um, auto worker type strike. You know, things here that was going on in, in, in Detroit, you know, Henry Ford and all these people, you know, and they made them back down. They didn't want them having new mm-hmm. unions or nothing like that. But um, just don't give up, man. I'm saying because this, this is too, you know, and, and there's going to be other strategies. Like I say, y'all, you know, and, and I think what I heard what, you know, stretch them out. One guy was talking about, you know, hey, there's, a, there's only so many
1: uh, cops and soldiers.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, but I mean, there's a lot more of us, right? <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. This is this is quite fascinating in in the realm of history. I'm really it's really kind of exciting to watch. Don't you think, Kevin? It's it's quite amazing uh not knowing what's going to happen. I think we need to pray for these guys. Really we we need to do that. Uh maybe some praying and some fasting for their strength and and perseverance. Amen. Absolutely.
0: And, and what about the chances that it's going to pick up here uh, in the U.S.? I think it was just yesterday, maybe, that uh, Politico uh, reported that, uh, well, here I'll quote from Politico As hard as it is to imagine, President Biden's political fortunes are about to get worse. The massive trucker convoy that crossed Canada to protest against that country's new vaccine mandates will almost certainly be replicated in the U.S. and will bring with it huge headaches for the Biden White House so not only has the media <laughs> finally decided to admit that there is this convoy up in Canada which they they were trying to stick their fingers in their ears and cover their eyes like the three monkeys and totally deny it for the whole what first 10 days or whatever uh but but now they're not just admitting it but they're saying uh oh it looks like it might be coming our way too so uh, that that's pretty interesting
2: yes
1: yes, yes it is, it is. Uh, uh, Rashid what do you think about the idea of a of a freedom convoy in the USA
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what I that was my point about mentioning mentioning about, OK, folks, you all better study, you know, that kind of history in the 30s and all that of the labor movements in the U.S. and whatnot, because power concedes nothing without a demand. OK, I've been mm-hmm. t- I've been and, and Martin, I think you will concur with this, man. Mo, the truckers, we've been getting ripped off, bro, for a long time in terms of, ch- of bad freight rates. Mm-hmm. uh all these uh I mean the fed's coming in but you know they keep coming up with all these uh the you know the uh, 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 hours of service, yeah, cutting that back I, I mean just mashing and they tax us more than anybody, man you know right, my plate, my plate so that I can run forty eight states is over like two grand for one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh and then that go you got fuel taxes and all this so i'm I'm just saying now's the time for the truckers Hey, look here, it ain't you know we 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 want to get set this thing right you know for everybody, for all the you know all the owner operators, all of the uh company drivers, you know see like in Michigan you know you got the you know there's a, maybe more a company drivers or like union or whatnot teams or anything like that a little more kind of as far as having some benefits and stuff, but the independent, independent owner operators like myself and whatnot, man, you know, it's, this is not a, it's a tough business. I've had people be ripping you off, man. I took a load once from, uh, uh, from Michigan down to temple, Texas. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
2: uh, you know, I mean, it ended up, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous, man. I mean, these people are just like, they're, they're, they're grifters, man. They, uh, they tried to tell me, you know, basically the first, the first pallet on the back of my trailer, you know, and we're basically talking about, um, pallets of, uh, concessionary, you know, little nuts mm-hmm. and candies and whatnot. And they had shrink wrapped it. You know, the shrink wrap was a little bit torn, you know, and it drove all the way to Texas from here, man. And, and, and so then they refused. They, they said, you got to take that pallet. I mean, it was a hassle, man. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, Martin? Your yeah. old truck, you know, they put another pallet, you know, unloaded the truck, they put another pallet on that, oh, you got to take that over here to Estes or somebody, and then they'll send it back. I mean, it was crazy. And then I didn't even get paid, you know? Oh, no. People ripping you, people ripping you off. I'll give you another story. I took a load once from L.A. to New Jersey. And by the grace mm-hmm. and mercy of Allah, it, and I didn't know it at the time, but it was an intercompany move, okay? Mm-hmm and the bro- the brokers were in Pasadena and mm-hmm. uh basically they they never I, I took it you know uh not and paid for fuel and everything bro cross country they never sent the check so hey man I'm excited, man I went to Pasadena looking for these guys right and yeah. their address was basically it was a UPS it was a, one of those UPS box places right
1: oh boy yeah
2: and so wow. what happened, now, now basically that load, you know, it, it was like, uh, they owed me about four more, a little more than four grand, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so what I did is, uh, I contacted the company that we pulled the load, you know, the guy in Jersey that we took it where I delivered it, right? Oh, he mm-hmm. was outraged. He was outraged. He said, man, the people, you know, they didn't pay you. He said, well, this, yeah, this is, this was this a company, I mean, a move within the company. So he said, look, yeah. I'm going to cut you a check, right? Oh. And then he put the fed, yeah, he put the feds on those guys, because that's like, uh, you know, that's a federal offense, man.
1: Yes, yes, that's good. Sounds like a good guy. Thank God. Yeah. Wow. So, that's so made
2: it to. Those No, you know, we got to stand up and straighten this mess out now. Nah. You know, we got the power. You know, and the truckers. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's coming here, bro. I, I can see. You know.
1: Yeah, it's coming. Hey, let me. Okay, let me ask you, what what would be the list of demands because unlike Canada yes there's a, a cross border mandate but i think a very small majority i'm not i'm not in support of the mandate obviously that for the canadian to cross the border and and vice versa however the majority of truckers in the us they don't go to canada so what exactly would be the list of demands for such a convoy in the united states
0: it's a good question
1: uh
2: yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. I, I think well, I don't I mean, want to like, yeah, that 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 uh, yeah, that would take a little thought here, you know, for a minute, because we don't want to, you know, we want to put the, the really important
1: things up top. You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, the mandate has been uh, squashed by the U.S. Supreme Court for the 100 employees or or, or more and so forth. So, that that has been defeated. Now, they do have one for the medical workers, but can I just share, Kevin? As, as you know, I have two family members that are nurses and they work for the state of California. And they, you know, we're Catholic and they both invoked their religious exemption and they were approved in two seconds. And I got to tell you, despite what the lying news tells you, half of the co workers are not vaxxed. And management, I won't call them anti vax, but they totally support freedom. These are management for the state uh, hospitals, okay, in California. So that's what's really going on in California. Like they said, half of their coworkers are awake. They're refusing this poison jab. And another thing that, I, if I could mention, you know, being a Catholic and, and the and the and the Pope that we have, let's not even get into him, but he's very pro-vax. People don't, it's very sad when people are so dumb they don't understand what an what exemption is. No, no priest or bishop or pope or, or, or any clergyman gives you an exemption. An exemption is something you invoke yourself. And even the EEOC on their own website acknowledges you don't even have to belong to an organized religion to, get, to invoke your exemption. So this notion, this stupid notion that someone has the power to give or deny you an exemption, that's totally bogus. And uh, and I have the forms that my relatives sign, and it's really just a half a paragraph, and it said, you invoked your exemption? Granted, that's how easy it is. So now well, that's what I've been, good... uh, I've,
0: I've been doing. I've been taking the religious vaccine exemption uh, for myself, my family, my kids uh, since, what, the night Since the mid-90s, and it okay. always okay. worked okay. just fine.
1: Right, right. So we do have a Catholic priest, you know, we go to Latin Mass, and our priest did write a, a letter of support, but that's not the exemption itself. That's only – it could serve as corroborating evidence if the employer wants it. But that's just a, some info for people in case – because believe me, so many people are, are so confused about what an exemption is. But so so back to the topic, health care workers even, like I said, I know a lot of them are refused exemptions. But so it goes back to my question, Kevin and, and Rasheed, what really are they – is this just emotionalism because Canada did it Then they just want to feel uh, excited about something? I don't really know. It makes sense unless I see a list of specific – got to have a goal. you got to have a goal and a list of something you're seeking uh, uh, to resolve. So I don't know. I'm not convinced it, it makes sense to have one in the United States, for Rashid and Kevin. Tell me what you think because unless you really are clear in your, in your goals, then well, what's the point? What's the point?
0: Yeah, well, well, there are political forces that are going to want to take advantage of this and maybe make it happen for their own benefit. In Canada, it's turned into an anti-Trudeau thing. And so some of the conservative party people who want to get rid of Trudeau, who is in the Liberal Party, are throwing in some weight behind this. And so here in the U.S., one would think that it would be the anti-Biden people uh, that would probably uh, try to take advantage of this politically. So there's that in the background and keeping that in mind. Uh, the question of sort of how, you know, what kind of demands would uh, a freedom convoy make here? I mean, if if it were me, if I, you know, which, which it isn't, but, you know, if I were the one who was tasked with deciding, you know, I would be talking about um, you know, tribunals for, a, you know, start, well, f- start with a, a truth, maybe a truth and reconciliation commission on the uh, on the origin of the virus with the assumption that there's a very strong prima facie case that this originated as a u.s uh, bio attack on china and iran and we should be investigating mike pompeo and especially robert kadlik who was the uh, trump's uh, appointed uh, czar for all biological warfare and he his whole career has been based on advocating the use of biological warfare uh, to target adversary economies so trump appointed him as the bio war czar in like 2016, I think it was, and then in 2017, uh, 18, and 19, suddenly China lost most of its meat supply. First, its its chicken supply, then its pork supply, as uh, somebody had been spreading uh, pork flu and and uh, and bird flu around China. Uh, the reports of, of drones doing some of that, and then suddenly in, in uh, you know in 2019, 20, uh, 2020, we we get COVID. And it happens at exactly the worst place in time for China, and then it mysteriously jumps to comb Iran, targeting the religious and political elites of Iran. Uh, there's a whole Ronan's ebook on this. So anyway, if it were me, I would say we we need to go after the people who created covid in the lab and then unleashed it we think we know who they probably are they're within the american bioweapons complex and we need to rip that uh, that thing right open and go after those people and we won't leave dc until until we do so that's what, that's what i would do but frankly i don't think the truckers are probably aware enough of that issue <laughs> to do that uh, uh, and, and particularly the Republicans who are going to cash in on this, they don't want that because it was the Republican administration, the Trump administration that launched this bioattack on China and unleashed COVID. It was on Trump's watch. And the Republicans, they want to keep pointing the finger at China. But obviously, China was set up. Right. It was all American money that put that that bio lab in Wuhan. Right. That was a, that was a setup. You know, just the way the Muslims were set up to take the fall for 9-11, the Chinese were set up to take the fall for COVID. But, of course, the Republican big money people who would jump in to support this kind of activity to go after Biden don't want you to think that, don't want you to know that. So I think that's a big obstacle in doing something productive with a freedom convoy here. What
2: do you think? Uh, Yes, I agree with you, uh, Dr. Barrett. You know, Martin, I don't know how how old you are, Um, but uh, back in the 70s, there was, I, I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little old myself here, but <laughs> I, I, from my for my recollection, I think it, you know there was a big trucker strike. There was a tr- nationwide trucker uh, count. Well, I'll just say independent truckers uh, were trying to organize all nationwide trucker strike, right? Okay. And if, from my, I think it was related to remember when they had the uh, you know the fuel uh, you know this fuel crisis thing in the seventies. Uh huh. Uh, and, you know, and the prices, you know, jumped real high and whatnot. And um, and um I remember in Pennsylvania, man, I mean, them guys were out there. Uh, they Basically, they put out – they, they said any trucker who don't, like, honor the strike. Yeah. Are you taking your life in your hands, man? They were out there. It was snipers out there, man. And uh-huh. shooting at – you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you uh, was around at that, that time. Well, there. the Teamsters were I, notorious I not. for that stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters were <laughs> – we're into that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying it's happening. But I have to agree with you, Doctor Baird, that I don't think the consciousness is there. I mean, um, I would agree. I would Martin, I'd have to agree with you, man. I don't, I don't know if uh, really if uh, – because folks are so, I don't know, man, at odds. You know, I mean, it just seemed like we yeah. can't come together on. You know, I mean, it's just you know, it, it, it's. Uh, and being a child in the 60s, bro, I, I can't understand.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, everything that we've seen, bro. And Dr. Bear, I mean, look, look man, I, the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? We're going back to the same garbage, right? And then they killed Kennedy. All the stuff, I army, mean, all of the madness that has gone down since then, the murder, John Lennon, I mean, Jonestown. Uh, the invasion of Grenada. Huh? A little tiny island and you see you know, I mean uh you follow what I'm I mean it's just um I don't know man. I don't know what to say. Um that people trust you know you see when I was a child man we had to take they had the polio, you know, the polio vaccine thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a shot, you know, and then I remember um, a couple time- a couple years after, we had to take these little sugar cubes, you know, that they gave us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, you know the the, the the school kids. And um, but my understanding was, I mean, they went through a lot of research in the 40s and 50s, you know, trying to come up with a polio vaccine. Okay, Being jokers here talking about some warp speed. Y'all gonna come up with this garbage? <laughs> You come up with yeah. garbage and Complete. you admit that you really haven't tested it, you know. And uh, my people's, man, y'all trust me, jokers. They've been lying. Well, <laughs> I mean, well you to know, I, I, spe-
0: speaking I, you of know. the lies and the polio vaccine, rushing, you know, uh, that, that polio vaccine it was contaminated, or at least some, some of it was contaminated with these viruses from monkeys that cause cancer. There's a a whole scandal around that. And it was a big priority of the national security complex to completely cover this up because it it was, you know, the number of cancers uh, could be kind of off the charts, like mo- a lot of the increase in the cancer rate since 1950 is believed to have been caused by uh, this contamination in those polio vaccines. In fact, my own father, Alayur uh, Hamhu, uh, passed away from cancer in 2000, and I think he very likely would be alive today if he hadn't gotten that polio vaccine when he was young. Uh, so, you know, and if people want to learn more about this, the book by Ed Haslam, Uh, H-A-S-L-A-M on uh, I think Dr. Mary's Monkey or something was the original title and I think he changed the title Uh, but it's about Dr. Mary Sherman in New Orleans uh, and the CIA same CIA types who they grabbed her because she was like this brilliant scientist they grabbed her when she was a teenager she was you know off the charts uh, scientifically gifted and brought her into a national security program that was involved in, in trying to keep under wraps this this uh, cancer epidemic that had grown out of the polio vaccines and then to try to find a, a fix for it somehow. And so she was working on that project in New Orleans. Meanwhile, David Ferry, the CIA uh, drug pilot uh, and defrocked pedophile priest, uh, who was one of the stars of Oliver Stone's JFK, one of the, the featured uh, characters uh, in there, uh, he he was using the same stuff, the same cancer virus research, to learn how to kill people for the cia and the biggest target was castro so he was he was hoping to hit castro with with a cancer weapon so david ferry had this apartment full of of mice that he was injecting with these cancer viruses Uh, and of course you know he was also involved in the jfk assassination as as oliver stones film makes clear so anyway long story short these people are totally not to be trusted in any way shape or form and looking back at that that polio vaccine, yeah, they spent a long time developing it, and they still screwed up. And a very large number of people died because they got that vaccine. It probably killed a lot more people than it saved. Uh, and right. maybe that will happen again. I mean, God forbid. I, I certainly hope it doesn't. But there are some pretty uh, disturbing signs about these vaccines that you know people have raised issues. Uh, in fact, I, I just did a radio show with Matthew Crossford, who's a pretty good uh, statistician, who you know I, I don't I haven't looked at his actual research, but if he's describing it correctly, uh, it sounds like he has uh, a reasonable uh, suspicion that these vaccines may have already killed up to maybe 200,000 plus Americans and a lot more than that worldwide, and a lot of these deaths may be being written off as COVID deaths. Now I'm not 100% sure that's true. It seems that number seems strikes me as high, but the thing is that you know the, the history of our so-called public health establishment, from the, you know, the the polio vaccine, cancer cover-up, to the the AIDS fiasco under Fauci, where it looks like the whole you know AIDS uh, issue was totally lied. You know, they've lied to us about about AIDS. It probably wasn't even the the virus that causes it. Uh, and then the bringing the biological warfare establishment into the CDC, the public health establishment, which happened after Nixon signed the bio war treaty. So they shut down the military biowar stuff for a lot of it anyway, and then moved all of that into the civilian side, which is CDC. So Fauci has basically been presiding over a biological warfare empire disguised as a public health establishment. So these people are totally uh, corrupt and in bed with some of the world's worst people and You know, even if if I were, you know, a little older and more infirm and thought, you know, my odds are probably going to be a little better if I take this vaccine and if I don't, I still probably wouldn't because I am so suspicious of the people who made these vaccines and the people who are telling me to take them. So anyway, that's that's my two cents on it.
1: Absolutely. I think you'd have to be a, just to say it plainly, you'd have to be a, complete lunatic to get the jab i'm sure all of us know either neighbors or friends or family members or coworkers or whoever it is that we all know people who probably got the jab um i haven't seen anybody i know die from it yet uh but i i would never No no one in my family would ever get it i'll tell you that much you know no i did. Um, hey
2: martin i did man i did uh my cousin uh butch bro um he you know he uh was in his uh what 73 and uh Uh he died basically two weeks after taking the jab but now that's too bad now now i'm gonna say now my cousin um you know to my knowledge he wasn't you know he didn't have any like preconditions like he was you know sick with anything so it was kind of strange and he was uh played basketball in college man i mean he was kind of a fit guy you know uh Mm-hmm. even later in life, you know. And so yeah, <clears throat> it's uh yeah, you just don't know, man. And it, it didn't I think uh, was um man, there was wasn't there uh, some baseball player that uh that died Hank Aaron.
1: Hank Aaron, yeah, they died right after uh, you know, not too
2: long after taking
1: yep. the, the jab. Uh, uh marvelous uh, so, Marvin Hagler, he was another one. Uh Oscar De la Hoya well, didn't wow, die, know, but he yeah, remember Marvelous Hagler, Yeah, he died. Oh, wow! I didn't know. Oscar De La Hoya—he—he he didn't die, but he—he he posted a video from his hospital bed. Remember? You remember that, Kevin? That was an amazing video. <laughs> I don't
0: think I saw that.
1: Oh my gosh! You gotta look it up. So, uh, I know the time's almost up. You know, all these kids across California, all across the USA, Kevin—all these school kids, high school and middle school children. I almost cried. I was so happy to see this. They're all walking out of their class willing to get suspended and not wearing the face diaper, not wearing the mask. Have you seen all this? Have you seen Rasheed? Because
0: you said it, Merton. That's how I learned about this.
2: It's amazing. (laughs) I'm going to have to call my grandson. Oh, now I got to call I, my. I got high school. Yeah, I got to call my grandson. Man, I said I may get to hook up with you out there. You know, I
1: said I got a bunch of grandkids out that way, man. And so yeah, that's yeah, He's in high school. Yeah, it's quite it's quite inspiring. And I honestly, I think they were inspired by the Canadian Freedom Convoy. I, I you have to say that's what it was, because really there's no there's no greater movement right now for freedom. And uh, as far as the United States thing, I, you know, I wasn't saying I'm against it. I'm just trying to. I'm kind of a detail guy, so. Uh, if I'm gonna, if I personally had had a, a, a plan, I, w- I would really plan it out and get all the details straightened out, and the logic behind it would have to make sense. You know, Rashid and I, I think we both have a, we both make a living. Yes, they have a lot of uh, red tape with trucking and so on, but we both make a living, and nobody's stopping us from making a living. So there's nothing impeding us from making our living, Kevin. So, uh, you know, I make plenty of money. Uh, so. You, uh, yeah, so, you so know well, what I'm saying
0: you could do it in in so, sympathy with the health professionals who are being fired
1: yes I mean that well, that's really crazy uh, I, that, you know, we're having a health yeah. crisis and they're firing the health professionals yeah no, i know i am so glad to see people standing up against these these mandates against I know a, a lot of time uh noncompliance does make a difference, like with the airline pilots uh in my in in my relatives uh the nurses that I'm related to. Uh, they just don't comply and they didn't get fired. So I think a lot of times noncompliance really has been shown, has been proven to be very effective. They didn't have to go into the lobby of the hospital with the ice chest and park themselves on the floor and, and get dragged away. They didn't have to do that. All they did was non-comply. So I think that is one aspect people have to consider in our country. Uh, it's been very effective in England and other places too. So, that's one aspect, but I am very happy when people resist. Can I tell you a ridiculous story, Rasheed? I was, you know, you know when President Brandon, they have all these big box companies that are saying, "Oh, we're going to expedite the freight and all this." I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to give names. I had a delivery, Kevin, to a big box, uh, major retail. You could probably guess who it was. And I go, I go to this place, and you know what they said? Put on your mask. Oh, and I drove. I drove thousand, almost 2,000 miles. And you know what I said? I think you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, probably I said, something I, like I'll, I'll t- turn around and go back.
1: I said, I'm not putting on a mask. You know, I'm not required to put on a mask. And nothing in your little contract here said anything about a mask, so it's not going to happen. And then uh, they, they actually uh, came out. The, the management came out. And I filmed the whole thing, of course. And I said, uh, he said, well, we're we're going to turn down the load if you don't put on your mask. Now this is the same company, the same company, Kevin, that says in the news, we're going to expedite and we're going to, so they're total psychos, <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm talking about. You know what I did? I said in Italian, where you get the fingers under the chin, I said, there you go. Bye-bye. And I left and I, and I dropped it at a local drop yard. Uh, and that's, that was the end of it. So I guess maybe they got a, a more compliant sheep to bring the load, but you know what? Uh, it's not going to happen. So that's the kind of BS we have to deal with, you know. And, and I'm not going to. So I, I'm a total. You know me. I mean, I'm a total resistor. So I'm not going to comply with any of this diabolical. I think it's a diabolical, satanic world plot, and that's why it's kind of interesting because they're in for the long. They're in for the end game, Kevin and Rashid. I think so. I think you'll agree with me, right? This is the end game plan. So I don't think it's a bad idea to see this resistance popping up in Canada and and all over the world. I totally support it, 1,000%. We have to resist these devils, these filthy devils, just like we always have. You know, the three of us probably have been resistors for longer than than most of these COVID resistors, but that's fine. They can come along late in the game. I welcome them, and I welcome and pray for these Canadian truckers. It's going to be very interesting to see how this this pans out. Yeah, that's great, bro. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful,
2: man. That's powerful, man. You know, talk, you know, I, you know, about Kent State. huh? Remember, you know, and they, you're going yeah. to, like I say, you send the bully boys on here, you know, some college kids yep. and start shooting, you know. Yep. These people, well, Martin, you know, see, me and Dr. Barrett is already there. Yeah. As far as, I want to ask you before you go, man, let's get a little thing on this, because you just nailed it about this satanic. Let's talk about the spiritual aspects of this. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's up with these people? You know, I mean, they go – let's just – look, and I'll leave you with this, brothers. We ain't got a lot of enough time, okay? I want folks – y'all look up. if Y'all don't know who Lord Kitchener – Lord Kitchener is probably one of the most famous officers in, you know, British and military history, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, – now, I mean, this guy, man, I mean, he, he killed everybody. <laughs> I mean, he went down and killed <laughs> the, the – Bo- you know, uh, in, in uh, South Africa, you know, the Boer War. Uh, after um, they went and um, got their revenge on the Mahdi, the Mahdi in Sudan, right, killed General mm-hmm. Gordon, right. This is back like 1880, something like that, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Kitchener, when they basically defeated the you know the Mahdi army and whatnot, Kitchener went to the to the Mahdi's tomb. In cartoon, bro. And basically, I mean, what's up with these grave robbers? Man, they took his skull, right? He takes the Mati skull. And this created a, a big controversy in Europe. I and mean, I'm talking about Christian Europe at the time, right? They were, like, outraged. I mean, this you know, even though these people are Muslim or whatnot, I man, you don't do that, man. That's like sacrilege, you know? No, that's like but, the I skull mean, what and bones need, people. What, yeah. what, what you need the, the Mati head for? Because you're going to do some kind of, you know, rituals. Yeah, no,
0: so some of these elite people are, are obviously Satanists. And, and, yeah, the Skull and Bones uh, Club at Yale uh, made that into kind of their, their special thing. Well, he, we hit the end of the hour. I hear the, the music playing. So thank you so much, Rashi Daoud and Martin Hill. It's an honor to have you guys. Keep on trucking and look forward to talking with you both soon. Inshallah. Thanks, Kevin.
2: Good night.
0: Okay, good night. Good night, brother. Peace, This is Truth Jihad Radio. Back in the next hour, we're talking about Ukraine with Kent Meyercourt. I'm Kevin Barrett. The website is www.chihog.com.